Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 132 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we have crowned the Shanghai Dragons once again, second monthly tournament in a row. They have now won the Summer Showdown. Congratulations to them. Um, the finals weren't exciting, but the rest of the tournament was very exciting. And uh, my downfall of Dallas Fuel prediction was correct. That's pretty big. <laughs> It was, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't right about Atlanta at all, though. Um, Atlanta and Chengdu kind of like switched spots on my bracket, basically. Um, but yeah, I, just a very interesting weekend. I, I mean, let's talk about Dallas and Atlanta first in NA before we get into these APAC teams that ended up dominating the weekend. Um, and talk about why, I mean, why do you think these two teams ended up falling? The meta obviously shifted a little bit do you really think apac was just that far ahead of na in the meta this time it's it hasn't been like this all season obviously joe like Chengdu hasn't been able to beat na shanghai's been able to beat na but that's the only team right yeah it was um i mean it's not at all um and and overstatement to say like this really came out of left field um uh for for lots of you, you particularly North American predictions, uh, as far as that goes. I talked about, um, uh, last week, I believe my, uh, my position was, you know, look, Shanghai is a really good team, um, and lots of the other, um, teams in Asia are, are, you know, have been playing each other close, more or less, in, in different ways, and so I was, uh, having a hard time trying to, trying to place them in relation to the Dallas Fuel and Atlanta Rain, um, Clearly, that didn't that didn't work out so well, um, uh, because yeah, Chengdu showed up it, uh, all obviously all the way to the finals, um, and, and yeah, to turn in turn in um, our expectations on their head, yeah, and and the, the that's the most um, straightforward explanation really is, um, yeah, is that they. Um, the, the the teams in Asia, you know, not only understood what was good and understood how to play it well, um, but were you know you know confident enough and skilled enough to to pursue it, and um, that is super, um, you know, super valuable. Number one for for the teams, uh, you know, coming away with extra lead points and all this kind of stuff, but also like that's the that's the quality of stuff you want. Um, um, as a as a Chengdu fan, you know they're now tied for second in the East Division, um, and as you know somebody who likes good Overwatch, because as another week, um, you know another another tournament cycle has passed us. Sure enough, uh, fully good Overwatch. Yeah, some great Overwatch, and what I saw from APAC this weekend was a lot of flexibility. I mean, we've seen it from Leave. He plays like eleven heroes every match, basically. Um, but I just think these teams are a lot more willing to just try anything, it seems. Which is weird, because Chengdu, I felt like, at times they get criticized for trying everything. And for trying too many things that are just way wonky, way too wonky. Um, but it works out here in the end, not only for the Hunters, but for the Dragons as well, who also basically were running the same comps as Chengdu and running that Pharah, which is something that NA only started running towards the end of their uh, time in this tournament, specifically the Dallas Fuel in a close match against Atlanta Rain to be the first team knocked out, started running Sparkle on Farah towards the last maps. And that was honestly what 
got them ahead. <laughs> um, Atlanta showed that they could not handle Farah in their game against Shanghai. So Dallas was like, okay, let's do it too, even though we have not practiced this at all, probably. <laughs> um, and they ended up winning because of it. They couldn't handle it. Um, but overall, very interesting. I mean, you you have this first Dallas Fuel Chengdu match, the one to go back to rewatch, and I don't blame you. I think this was probably the moment it was the first match first of all but it was also just the moment we realized oh shit this is what's going to happen here <laughs> that was exactly my exactly my reasoning for picking that match yeah um just you you knew when <laughs> chung Du comes out of this first game of the weekend with a 3-1 over dallas um and this was not going to be uh this was not going to come out the way people had thought it was <laughs> thought that it might yeah no, and it wasn't like it was kind of close. It wasn't particularly close though. Like Chengdu, Chengdu looked like the better team in this match, um, and I, even I was surprised. The person who came in predicting Dallas Fuel not to make the finals, which was very rare, um, was still. I was still surprised. I still expected Chengdu to not to be the worst team here. They weren't. I gotta give them props. They weren't. I think they really proved something this weekend. And if Leave is gonna just continue to turn up. Uh, like this, like I do expect Chengdu to be a top team going forward. Then again, last time I said this was the May Melee when they looked pretty, that was the last time they looked pretty good, and then they just had a dud in the June Joust. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah, and you mentioned Leave, I'll just say it now. Uh, sure enough, he is my, um, excuse me, my MVP for the week. Because, um, yeah, just playing play nuts. Again, the, the depth of the hero pool, we say this every single time. Um, about this guy because it's you know as if it was the only thing um, that could ever be said about him because of course that's not true but um, but yeah his, his flexibility um, is just is just super nuts he's played like you know a third of the cast probably this weekend at least um, <laughs> and as a DPS player that's hard to do because that's only about as many DPS characters as there are but um, yeah um, yeah, just absolutely nuts. Um, which again, not not out of the expectation, not out of you know what we've seen from him explicitly in the past, but um, really showing up when it counts. Absolutely, I mean that's the, that's such a good thing for Chengdu because we we knew Leave was going to be one of the best players coming into the league, which he did last year, um, and you know obviously Chengdu was where they were they. Leave wasn't really high on anyone's radar. It's really the second year here where Leave has just finally he's cementing himself as that superstar we expected, um, and it's it's super exciting and it's really good sign for Chengdu that he has been so clutch in these moments. Uh, obviously, he wasn't clutch enough for the grand finals, but the Shanghai Dragons are nuts. <laughs> um, but he's definitely clutch enough to beat teams like Dallas Fuel, which is great um, because. This, this, that's how Chengdu will get to the end of the season to the grand finals uh, overall uh, which you know Chengdu's been stuck in the Chengdu zone they're finally breaking out yeah um, we talked about Dallas Fuel I, I mean do you have anything to say about Atlanta Rain I mean everyone obviously if you didn't if you didn't if you're a fan listening you didn't know Atlanta Rain had um, some major travel issues to the point where they just arrived like I believe the day before their match so they just had no practice at all that week um just an awful situation and it showed immediately in a game where they 
didn't barely put up any fight against the dragons and then um they did have more of a chance against the rain or against the fuel uh what do you think of atlanta this weekend joe yeah this definitely uh definitely good points raised uh, as far as those um um, transportation things you know on on twitter and the like about um you, you know the value of of making the trip if you're not gonna um if you're not gonna get points for uh you know for making it there if you're not gonna um be set up for that kind of success when it counts um and obviously that's not to say um well what am i what am i trying to say i don't know what i'm <laughs> trying to say but yeah not a good position to be um as far as the Atlantic Rain go, and yeah, as a result, not a not a great performance uh, overall necessarily. Um, uh, but the, the, the you know the spot I think was definitely earned. We we couldn't um, and we we haven't said that in the past about uh, like New York, for example, in the um, whatever the last one was the June joust. Uh, we didn't we didn't really say that about New York at the time. We said you know this um, you know it worked out that they they showed up in the tournament, but is is this really their spot to take? Uh, I, I don't think there was any doubt about Atlanta um, um, this this past weekend, and that was super excellent. Uh, and you know taking Dallas to five maps, I mean that's that's the kind of um, kind of performance you want to see for sure. Obviously, other um, than the win. <laughs> yeah. Yep, um, which obviously when I predicted Atlanta and Fuel matching up, I, I mentioned they've gone to map, five maps before and Atlanta just hasn't been able to pull it out. I thought they would this time. They didn't. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I think it was just because of that fair comp. I think if Atlanta had more prep, they could have figured out how to counter the fair comp, but they just had the prep that they had the previous weeks, which NA did not run Pharaoh, so they had no experience in that. Um, but yeah, uh, we got my game to rewatch, which was the first matchup between Chengdu and Shanghai that ended up going to five maps. And Chengdu almost pulled out of a reverse sweep until on Busan, they just kind of fell flat. Um, but overall, I thought that match was very exciting, and I thought that was a, that was a sign. That was a good sign that, hey, we might get a really good finals um, and it ended up being better than the finals, unfortunately, because um, after Chengdu takes the first map, Shanghai says, nope, the rest of the uh, game's ours. Um, and they won 4-1. Um, and honestly, we've talked about these other three teams. We haven't talked about Shanghai much. Um, I'm giving my MVP to Lip, and it's because I think he probably deserved MVP. In my opinion, I think he does, He was a better player than Fleta last year. Um but Flood, I ended up getting MVP. Uh, so I, I, I think Lip should be atop sh the MVP race this year. Leave players like Leave should be there too, obviously. Um, but Lip, I think had a, everyone on Shanghai had a fantastic performance. This team is like, it's getting scary, Joe. Um, <laughs> and June Joust obviously was very close against Dallas. They didn't. Shanghai didn't look like, oh, this is like the best team, no doubt. Now it looks like they're the best team, no doubt. Um, which was exciting to not have that until now, because I feel like with the shock, we've basically had that almost every, the past two years. Um, but now we got this team, Shanghai Dragons, and I, I can't emphasize enough how insane it is. I mean, people are pointing out on Reddit, like, hey, Shanghai's overall win rates at 50% now, which is <laughs> insane. 
like because obviously they started 0 and 40. Like that's nuts that how good they are that in three less than three years they have already gotten those 40 like already gotten up to 50 percent that's crazy um and i think they have the most um like stage wins or whatever the most stage championships too now yeah the most the most titles is is how they described it so um yeah, so yeah, including stages and league titles, obviously San Francisco Shock won it twice, but um, if you include stage titles in that, they have uh, more than even the Shock. Yeah, which is very believable. They won, because in, in Season 2, they won Stage 3. Last year, they, of course, won a bunch of stages because they were, uh, it was only APAC, no NA competition. Um, so yeah, I, I, and now they pull out another one and they're just looking like the team to beat right now, no doubt. Here's a Man. here's a stat for you. Shanghai is the only Overwatch League team currently who already has sealed their spot in the playoffs or in the yeah in the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> um, the, in the postseason, they are guaranteed the number one uh, seed in in Asia with with double the amount of league points of the second place right now, which is Seoul and Chengdu. Um, wow, it is just. Yeah, just nuts, absolutely. Well, now here's the thing, though. Now you gotta you gotta keep playing here, right? Um, that's the thing. Is it, it, this for my? This gives me shades of like season one NYXL. <laughs> yeah. Um, like they they season one NYXL like halfway through stage four didn't even need to like show up to their games anymore, and they very well just didn't. I feel like mentally. Um, and then the, when the playoffs came, NYXL continued that mindset. So Shanghai, I think, has to really focus up here, despite the fact that they have clinched. Uh, you definitely still got to keep trying because um, we've had dominant seasons before that just haven't panned out. Uh, I imagine Dallas is pretty close to that too. They're at 15 points, so um, they gained a point from this as well. Yeah, uh, I think I think the most you can get in a in a tournament, if I remember right, is it's either seven or eight points. So if Dallas went 0 and four, they could they could be caught. Um, but but it, it, that's about what it would take, I think, to to knock them off at first. Yeah, gonna be gonna be tough to knock those guys off. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Obviously, um, are you, before before we move on um, to news or anything like that, I I do want to talk about Dallas because I think that's the most shocking thing from this weekend. Chengdu and Dallas both shocked us, obviously. And I want to know what your thoughts on Dallas are going forward, Joe. Is this like the beginning of like a downward trend here for them overall? Are people starting to figure out how to beat this team and expose their weaknesses of obviously they still don't have Pine there. They don't have any hit scan. Um, do, you, do you see this downward trend continuing, Joe? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think it certainly could be read that way. Um, and, and so obviously that's, um, a concern, you know, if you're, if you're a, a Dallas field fan, um, um, and I think a lot of it is really going to depend on how, um, how the Dallas field are, are able to adapt and, and, um, improvise, improvise, adapt, overcome, uh, these, uh, new hero pools. Um, that are coming out for the Countdown Cup, uh, which we haven't talked about yet, but will be soon. 
Um, um, yeah, because uh, the, the the one of the biggest takeaways um, about the Dallas Fuel from this tournament cycle um, was about their their own hero pools, you know, and and some of the flexibility the team has or doesn't, um, and the the capabilities that they have or don't, you know, whether um, um, well, obviously uh, with a roster positioned the way it is. Um, Right at the very beginning of the season, you know there were concerns about you know do they have the hit skin do they that they need do they have you know the the DPS depth that they need with um, uh, obviously with with Axie leaving and everything and and not to drag that all up again but uh, it's a team that's really been able to compensate well for that and and well is an understatement um, over over the past season um, and whether you know the rest of the league is is getting better at at picking that out and noticing that. Um, or, um, or you know, Dallas themselves are having a hard time um, trying to try to compensate themselves, or some combination of, of any any kind of combination of those things. But um, excuse me, it is it is a little bit of a uh, you know a crack in the armor, I think it's fair to say. Um, and yet, as we'll as we'll see later in the show, um, it's really hard to <laughs> to place this team other than. Um, anywhere other than you know right right at the top of the North American uh, ladder still. Yeah, I mean, lucky for them, like this season is just a bunch of resets, a bunch of mental resets, but also meta resets, and with the way hero pools are fashioned this year, um, it's it's really a meta reset. You know, it's really it's really every team has to go in and think what uh, of what the best thing in this meta is going to be they don't have time to think of how to expose dallas fuels weaknesses um which maybe shanghai and more of these teams had time to do once you got to the end of this um end of that stage there so i definitely am not going to give up on dallas they got tons of talent great coach yeah, it's you, you can't give up on them yet, but I would say it's it's a little bit of a bad sign. Um, maybe peaked a bit too early, which would stink. Um, but let's let's head into the news. Congrats to Shanghai once again, and um, overall summer showdown I think was um, a super fun meta, super fun tournament. Uh, wish the finals was a bit closer, but overall good stuff. Um, first on our news docket is. Uh, Ivy has retired. Uh, New York Excelsior, Ivy, of course, DPS player. He's been been in the league for since 2019, maybe, so three years. Um, sounds right. Yeah, I spent some time with Philadelphia um, um, Fusion, uh, and I want to say Washington Justice, but or no. or Toronto. Uh, Toronto is Toronto. Toronto. Toronto is the first place he was. Um, in 2019 and then he went to philly last year and now new york this year um and yeah he was i mean he used a pretty good amount and uh, he ended up retiring so uh but of course i mean he's not he's the older he's the veteran on this team <laughs> um nyxl have feather flora guangboom of course the young dps line over there who have been doing pretty okay um so overall um this is definitely a sad, pretty big name leaving um, Overwatch. I don't think it hurts NYXL 
that much they're in a rebuilding year anyways so yeah i think that's definitely pretty fair to say <laughs> yeah um i don't think they're going for it all or anything here so yeah um up next summer games started yesterday um of course another overwatch event uh, with some great skins, you had uh, May sort of like old-fashioned like ice cream wait- waitress outfit kind of, um, and then you got uh, some pool skins. You got Ash pool skin. You got a mermaid skin for Symmetra. Uh, Lucio balls, of course, back. It's the summer games. Sigma uh, Sigma's has a ripped. Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Sigma's ripped, um, and he's so ripped they had to ban him from Overwatch League. Uh, but yeah, uh, Summer Games look at cool, of course, if you want to check that out. Um, when does that end, Joe? Uh, it goes through August 10th, uh, so we've got still probably 20 days left. Um, in fact, I think maybe exactly 20 days left. Um, but yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Lucia Ball Competitive is available. Um, yeah, they're doing the you know get points for winning matches and earn your skins to oh, yeah. i think week one is winston week two is i don't know Farrah? uh Farrah? yeah yeah Farrah's one of them and i forget the other hero but i just had to make content based around this today and i already forget hanzo <laughs> hanzo's the only yeah hanzo. yeah hanzo's it's got a um japan theme club for the actual olympics that are actually in japan i assume is the logic behind that yeah that should be should be the logic behind it. Yeah. Uh, which also, I think, started yesterday. Um, but I think everyone was focused on the NBA Finals, so no one was <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm working in Arizona um, here for the summer, so and I had the day uh, off. To, yeah. I had the day off today, but I'm going to go back in <laughs> into work tomorrow, and I'll have to see how they took that game. <laughs> yeah, that'll be sad. I was I was also rooting for the Suns, so I was a little sad. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, postseason was revealed, which I'm excited I could talk about here. I was I was getting hype for playoff stuff, but um, it's going to be live, in person. People are going to be able to buy tickets, not only to the finals, but to the playoffs. Uh, overall, the postseason is going to take place from September 4th to 25th, uh, but the actual playoffs are starting the 16th, and they will be taking place in dallas texas or arlington texas i should say uh of course in the dallas fuels esports stadium from september 16th to september 19th they will play up to the finals and then the finals will be the next week september 25th in los angeles california they're playing at the gallon center which is i believe usc's basketball stadium um so that will be interesting uh, but formats were announced and everything, and it's awesome. Awesome to see prize pool were announced as well. Um, and yeah, any thoughts on this before I go into like the gritty details, I guess, of these seating and stuff? Uh, yeah, it's, it's super nice. It's um, similar to what we've been talking about here the last couple episodes on the podcast as we're moving into um, moving into playoff season. But yeah, as far as you know, having physical playoffs at all, um, it, it's it's great that. Uh, they've gotten to the point where you know, um, uh, the you know the league clearly is comfortable with that, uh, which is excellent. It looks like a total of a three point two million dollar prize pool. That's that's nuts. Um, 
Uh, yeah, this uh, obviously I'm sure they're they're still keeping an eye on coronavirus related stuff, and they'll um, um, keep keep working and thinking about that. But um, you, you know, you gotta you gotta assume once they've um, you know made this kind of announcement, that's um, they're they're pretty pretty well committed, I would think. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, which of course this means APAC teams will be traveling over to NA as well, uh, and that's the biggest thing with coronavirus and not only that but visas so that when it comes down to it that's going to be really interesting uh, i know behind the scenes like they're just they gotta get visas now right you can't wait until like oh here are the three asia teams let's go get visas so i, th- I believe behind the scenes everyone's going to try to get visas or have been trying to get visas whether or not they're going to make the playoffs so um hopefully all that works out um, but as far as um, the playoff format goes, they're going to have play-ins pretty, I'd say pretty similar to um, how these plans have been going for these just monthly tournaments, uh, which will involve, so basically in NA, if you are um, overall in the season overall standings, you are one through three, you automatically qualify for the playoffs. You don't have to play in play-ins. If you are four through nine, you are in the play-ins. Um, and basically how it's going to work is six through nine have to play in the first round. Um, and then the two winners of those matches face off against whoever's going to be four and five. And then the winners of those matches will be the last two teams to make the playoffs. Uh, so there'll be five teams from NA and then it'll be a similar thing in, uh, APAC where, except only the top two teams automatically qualify for playoffs. And then there'll be three teams playing for the last spot. Um, which means the four and five will face each other. Winner will face three. And then the winner of that is the last team in. And then we'll have our eight and they'll go to Dallas and we'll participate in a double elimination playoff bracket. And it'll be seated based off overall league points, all that stuff. Um, with the two teams making it to the finals the winners of the winners bracket and the winner of the losers bracket going to la to play for it all Whew, that was a lot joe what do you think about the format this year um you excited for play-ins i think plans could be super interesting yeah uh they definitely will and i like um i know one of the complaints about the season structure last year um was the way they set it up that everybody could qualify um, yes. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> that was very annoying. And uh, this season, that is no longer the case. The bottom bottom three in North America, uh, bottom three in Asia, are completely eliminated. So we probably won't see, uh, for example, the LA Valiants or the London Spitfire. Um, in uh, and actually, they uh, none of them have been completely marked out yet because they actually could go four and zero and win the Countdown Cup and go nuts um, and still technically qualify, but. Um. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's some of that's prevented. I think that's definitely good, um, as far as that goes. Because you know, regardless of the way the the meta may change between now and then, um, even more so than when we were complaining about it, um, uh, in past seasons, um, definitely that's a team. Um, for example, the LA Valiant that um, um wouldn't have uh. How am, I, how am I saying this? It wouldn't have necessarily earned that spot <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it if it ended up working that way. For sure. 
Yeah, I, I think everyone would have. I, I think everyone was a little mad, at least on the player side. Of course, I work around players. I think at Boston, at least no one was mad because we got a chance to be in the playoffs. But uh, there were definitely some top team players who were like upset. They had literally just played like a twenty-three game or whatever season, and it didn't even matter uh, for anything besides seating, basically. Um. But yeah, I, overall, I think this is exciting. Love the double elimination. Um, love that it's all going to be live. I mean, looking at the schedule, it's looking like a, a busy four days, I'll tell you that. Um, with four games on Thursday, four games on Friday, three games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Uh, which is obviously a lot busier than what we got now, which is four teams make the tournament, basically. Uh, we're literally doubling the amount of teams, which probably almost doubles the amount of games as well uh so it's gonna be a long weekend there in dallas and leading up to just one big finals which we haven't had since season two right so which was in philly and now la is getting their first finals we've we've been to new york philly and now la exciting um which you know isn't as exciting because all the games used to be played in la but (laughs) It's still exciting. Bigger venue, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Bigger venue. Um, And it should be packed, I would expect, and hope. Absolutely. Um, And now I'm hoping Boston makes the playoffs so I can at least go to uh, Arlington, Texas. Um, All right. Anything else to talk about with playoffs? I mean, league champion wins $1.5 million. Um, runner up 700,000. You can see the full table on there. But yeah, playoffs are coming. It's it's, it's very exciting. Yeah, it's the best part of the season. We yeah, get into all these, you know, the speculations and the theory crafting and the, you know, this, this is how they can make it. This is how they can make it. You know, that's, um, that's going to be the fun stuff and fun stuff for this show, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention another big thing is it's confirmed on this website on Overwatch League that um, it's not going to be, like, purely seed-based, actually, for both the play-ins and the um, actual playoffs. Um, The teams are going to be able to select their opponents. So in playoffs, for example, the first seed is going to get first choice at their opponent. So that's specifically just for if... I mean, they can't choose three, two, or four seeds, but they can choose between five through eight, and that's just if the standings don't, if the standings don't perfectly reflect, you know, who the actual good teams are, or whatever. Well, so. and particularly if you know, or particularly because they've got the you know the league structure where um, not everybody plays everybody all the time. Yeah. So like, if you're if you're more comfortable playing a, a team from your division, then yeah, it makes it a lot uh, a lot more straightforward. Yeah, winners' choice should be should be fun to watch. It's always fun to watch. The, it was fun to watch the teams choose. Um, I can't remember the last time they did that was, but it was just fun to see. So that should be fun as well. All right. Uh, now that we're through that, of course, this is uh, another episode where we do another power rankings. We take, we usually take one week off uh, here in this little break. And uh, that means we got to do power rankings in this episode too. It's jam packed. Um, but let's, Take a look if you if you want to follow along. I don't think I'm gonna like read 
through the entire rankings, I, I usually sum them up sort of in chunks. If you want to look at the actual power rankings, uh, add on the Flank Show on Twitter. Joe's going to tweet out this graphic. It's beautiful. Um, but of course, let's get into it. I mean, let's start with the bottom. I don't even know how much we should talk about the bottom anymore. It's not that interesting anymore, right, Joe? <laughs> uh, I mean, we both... The only difference we really have is um, Joe thinks Vancouver's better than London. I think London's better than Vancouver, which I think was the same thing we did last time as well, right? Oh, yeah. And in fact, I did uh, actually make a couple tweaks on that. So we're going to use that one instead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Let's in fact, that was one of the things I changed was, yeah. Okay, but, nice. <laughs> um, both with London and Vancouver. Because, yeah, particularly London and Vancouver, uh, I was looking ahead at their schedule. And actually, that's um, at least London's last game of the season is against the Vancouver Titans. So even if they go um, winless in the Countdown Cup, um, this may actually be a game they win. And according to our power rankings, this will be the game that finally snaps <laughs> uh, the London Spitfires losing streak. Uh, their very their very last game, not even their very last regular season game, their very last game of the season against the Vancouver Titans. Yeah, um, everyone has been hyping that one up. It's, I, I, at this point, I do hope they both just lose out until that point and someone gets their first win in that game i think it'd be hilarious um but yeah that's that's our bottom we got valiant and then vancouver and then london then charge then new york uh so that's that's our bottom bottom five uh so let's move on to the next teams which uh, after new york i have hung joe joe has toronto um and then Hangzhou, and I have Hangzhou and then Toronto. So we, we switched it around a little bit. I mean, these ones are always interesting, right, Joe? It's hard to compare two teams that have not played this season against each other, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like Hangzhou and Toronto, for example. Um, obviously, recently, Toronto with a, um, you know, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but Aspire is the player's name that I'm trying to come up with. <laughs> yes. um, a little bit of a bump there from him. Um, but yeah, haven't played each other at this point. You know, may, may not for the rest of the season. Um, um, but yeah, a little bit of an edge one way or the other, uh, depending on who you ask. Yeah, I think Toronto, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you might be right. <laughs> Overthinking this again. I was just pissed at I'm Hangzhou, very disappointing after such a good June joust. Um, so I think I was just a little more down on them. Whereas Toronto went, ended up going two and two and, um, in, they won two matches. They probably definitely should have won, but you know, um, next we got a little bit of a difference here. Uh, Joe ranks Paris up next above Hangzhou, whereas I got Paris all the way up at, uh, 10. So we got a little bit of a difference there. Um, I think I think a lot of people boosting Paris pretty high up in their prime rankings, and not to say you didn't boost them, Joe, you did. You boosted them three spots up. Uh, <laughs> why do you think you're not as much of a believer as a lot of other people who are putting them in the top ten like me? Yeah, and 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 you know certainly close, uh, absolutely to top ten. Um, uh, you know, relatively uh, above them, I've got uh, Florida and Boston also there in the. Um, uh, in the North America division, and um, all three of them, I I think personally, um, below there, the Washington cutoff at number eight. But um, um, but yeah, that being said, um, 
um, obviously I'm, I'm taking a look at um, historical performance for the rest of the season uh, and also looking ahead a little bit. Uh, I was able to, like I said, I made a few tweaks to this um, um, just this afternoon after we heard about some of the uh, hero bands for the, the uh, Countdown Cup and I don't anticipate uh, that Paris is going to have a great time. <laughs> um, is is part of the part of the justification there um, as they go into into these countdown cup matches? Um, and I'm trying to pull up their schedule real quick so I can talk more about that. Um, they got Dallas, then Boston, and then they play week three, I believe, against Toronto and and London. London. So um, week, the second week a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, it, and it may very well be that they can pick up um, several wins on that. Uh, I don't anticipate it will be enough um, to, to rocket them um, anywhere significant as far as that goes. Um, um, the, yeah, so, so strength of schedule, um, definitely in their favor, I think. Uh, the hero pools, I don't think are. Um, that's coming up here, particularly uh, highlighting the echo with this team um, and how good Naga's been on that hero. Um, but yeah, this is a similar jump uh, for the team on both of our power rankings. But um, um, yeah, still still not quite cracking top ten. Um, uh, again, like I mentioned, or like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, they cracked top ten. I, I just I'm putting them there for respect. I definitely did not expect them to be six and six here, uh, going into the last part of the season. And I mean, they're they're so close to just clinching that plan. I mean, the standings are helping them out because Florida's the only one who basically has a chance to steal plan from either Paris, Toronto, or Boston. Uh, but they're four and eight. They're two games behind these teams. Um, they are only one point behind them because they did end up going to Hawaii one time and gained a point there. So that's pretty good for them. Uh, so it's going to be close and it's going to be interesting. Um, but I, so far, if I'm looking back at these three i think paris just deserves a at least a top 10 i don't know how they're going to do going forward like joe mentioned not sure if the hero pools favor them particularly well but um we'll see i guess paris definitely i I just want to say definitely uh better than my expectations we both have florida at 12 though so let's talk about florida and i think i've seen some people put put florida even lower than this so i think in comparison to a lot of people we have this team pretty high i mean we have them above toronto who they are below in the standings right now even uh joe why why aren't you giving up on florida just just yet i guess yeah for both of us um um both both this month and last month had them in similar positions um and they're definitely on their way down um on their way down the power rankings as far as i'm concerned um definitely was not a good month for them this past month um with some of the the roster changes they made and the the you know effects of that broadly um it, it definitely wasn't the best look um for this Florida team i think they can definitely um they can definitely still find some wins absolutely um and again part of that will depend on their their schedule here coming up but um uh, but yeah, not super impressed with this past month, um, and it takes them all the way down to um, to, to number twelve for me. Yeah, um, definitely not impressive. They're on the downtrend. That being said, I think Florida is still a team to you know, look out for here. 
like I mentioned, they are they need to win. They need to win these games if they want to make the play-in, and they still have tons of talent. Um, and with Yaki and BQ, BQB on your team, I would never count them out. They've got a really tough schedule. Uh, Houston, LA Gladiators, Boston, Atlanta. Ridiculously Oof. tough. Yeah. Um, but I still, it's Florida, so I still think they're winnable, especially knowing that Houston, Atlanta, I think are, I think they like these hero pools the least out of NA, any NA team because they were the ones running Sigma. They were the ones r- running this sort of double shield comp, and that was basically all they were running. Um, so I think they, they don't like Sigma being banned. Uh, but still, Florida, yeah, that's it's, it. Might be a rough end of their season here, but I still think they have the talent to be number twelve here. Um, okay, up next, let's let's head to the, let's head let's talk about Philly because we haven't really talked about Philly that much on a podcast lately, and I think it's pretty justified. They haven't given us much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a shame, but yeah, it's it's justified. <laughs> Yeah, I have him at number 11. Joe has him at number 9. Still in your top 10, um, which I don't blame you. Um, it's it's tough because you look at the Philly team and you're like, okay, well, now they have that same roster they did last year, basically, um, minus like Hisu and minus um, Sato. Yeah, and Poco. Um, but it's not working. Uh, so it's a little scary right now for Philly fans. It's they looked better without these players returning uh, at the beginning of the season. You got you got faith left in you here, Joe, that that your Philly Fusion can make a postseason push here at the end. Yeah, they're they're hanging on for dear life, is what's happening um, on these particular power rankings. Because um, yeah, it's Philly month after month at this point has has continued to unimpress or to 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 not impress um which again you, you highlighted all those all the reasons that that shouldn't be the case and yet um we're looking at a team that's um seven and five right now <laughs> um uh hasn't made a hasn't made a a tournament cycle yet um and and can hang more or less with with lots of the other mid-table teams in asia um but it feels like only when they want to um it's, it's not, definitely not a not a good way um, for, for the team to look, and yeah, so it's definitely going to take a little something more to to get the the team in a position where um, they can you know really finish this finish this out strong. Um, and it's not going to be easy. Uh, they're playing both Shanghai and Seoul this coming month, um, as well as New York and Hangzhou. Um, um, but yeah, they're they're hanging hanging there into top ten. Um, but certainly, as we get into postseason, um, they've got a. This is you know this is the time to earn that position, um, and I would definitely say they haven't yet. Yeah, I mean it's it's just been rough for them. And you mentioned their schedule there. I mean, usually you would look at that schedule and you're like, okay, at worst you lose to Seoul, Shanghai, right? But the thing is, they lost their last game to New York. Like they could easily lose to New York and Hangzhou as well, based off how they've been playing lately. Which is scary. Like at this, it feels like I'm just watching a coin flip if I'm watching the Philadelphia Fusion as a Philly fan, which sucks um, because you don't know what Fusion is going to show up. You don't know if they're going to return to form at some point. It's kind of scary. Uh, definitely, definitely scary. Um, 
but yeah, going one and three there in the summer showdown, definitely not helpful. Uh, yeah, we'll see what they can do here in the final part of the season. Let's move on, though. Um, you got Boston here at 11. Of course, I don't rank them because I'm biased, and they would be number one, and that's obviously probably not true, but uh, <laughs> they're number one, one for Joe, 11. Uh, what do you think about Boston going into the summer showdown? Yeah, Boston... Um... In in a lot of ways, and they're sitting right on top of Florida in my um, in my in my power rankings here. In a lot of ways, they've sort of been. Um, uh, or, or I looked at them uh, as sort of like the anti-Florida almost, um, because um, unlike the Florida Mayhem, this is a team that really has been impressing lately. Uh, and um, you, you know, you look at my power rankings. You know, are they only? Are they only impressing one one position spot worth? Well, you, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Um, definitely a lot of that has to do with the, the quality of the rest of the region. But, um, uh, but yeah, really picking up um, some, of the, some of these uh, wins and finding some of this kind of success when it really counts. Um, and that's not, um, you know, that's definitely not guaranteed with, uh, with this org in particular. Um, um, but but definitely really do, making something of themselves um, this season is, is definitely fair to say. Um, they're still you know in the hunt um, as far as as far as playoffs go. They're uh, tied for um, I guess technically seventh um, in 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 North America right now. Tied for last in terms of qualifying for the postseason. Um, but I think with a with a good enough schedule um, and. Um, and, and you know some consistency uh, in the roster, which uh, I don't think is too much to ask at this point, which is excellent. Um, the, the, yeah, is they're they're definitely um, going to be able to, to show up, I think, which is um, again what you want. Nice. Uh, yeah, let's move into our top ten now. I already mentioned we already mentioned a couple of our top tens, but next for both of us, Seoul, Washington. I move Seoul up a little bit. Um, to number eight and Joe's pushed them all the way down to number 10. And I think that sums that I, I, <laughs> soul is still, I think a confusing entity for a lot of people. I'm moving them up because I was, despite the fact that they barely missed out on the countdown cup, once again, barely missed out on a tournament to Chengdu hunters. I still think I saw improvement in them. This, this, uh, stage here. And I think going forward, and especially with playoffs coming up, they get scarier and scarier. Playoff profit, of course. Um, what do you think about Seoul going forward? I mean, you really don't know what you're going to get with this team. Um, when Not they, at all. When they come out to play. Yeah, and that's that is the the main concern as I'm, um, you know, sort of rating against soul here yeah is is that the playoff potential you know the clutch potential when it counts all that kind of stuff um i don't know um how um how significant this would be just because of of consistency and all this kind of stuff um that's always been the issue for the soul dynasty uh and in fact our rankings have just sort of uh <laughs> come together if we look at the change um when we were going into the summer show, I had him at number five. You had him at number ten, uh, and so now we're we're sort of averaging out a little bit. Um, 
um, you know, close to, closer to where I think um, the dynasty might more naturally sit uh, as far as that goes. But yeah, um, the, the, the def definitely the potential is there for those kind of clutch moments. I don't know um, how likely that is to be necessarily, uh, but you know, I think um, um, you know most of the Overwatch League fans at all would. I uh, just absolutely love to see that. I think um, mm -hmm. let let profit pop off. Let them um, find a really good way to navigate this um, uh, this hero pool that they've got, um, and 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 let them you know let them do their thing. Let them um, solidify that um, second automatic bid from Asia, uh, which is um, uh, you know currently tied for second um, in the division. Yeah, I mean, some people argue having this team like up as high as three because of that fact. They are just like in second and can easily clinch that second in APAC as well. So, um, but it's hard for me to rank them that high because they have not made a tournament. They just haven't made a tournament. So I, I have no clue what they're like in those situations this year yet. And I don't know if they can even make it to those situations. They haven't proven that they can. So why rank them that high? Um, I, I'm very interested to see. I'm like leaning more towards you where you put them, Joe, at 10. Like they're at eight, but like Washington at nine for me is almost jumping them. Um, let's just talk about our top seven, which all include the same teams. And that is, uh, we both have the same one and two, Shanghai, Dallas, which I think a lot of people have at this point. It's the obvious one, too. Uh, but then we differ on the rest of them. And I think the most interesting difference is the shock, first off. Um, because shock is three for Joe. Shock is seven for me. <clears throat> which I think I know might know where you're coming from, Joe, because I had... When in my first iterations of mine, I had a lot of trouble pushing shock this far down to seven where I ended up having them. I think they did start at three for me as well, Joe. Like, I think I legit was like, okay, but it's the shock, even though they had a bad countdown cup, they're two and they went two and two, they didn't make the tournament again, didn't even make play ins. Like, there's still the shock, right? So, I got to put them three, and I was just like, oh, maybe they don't deserve it. Maybe they had, like, I, I started looking at these teams. The Hunters, they just leave, just clutched up, had an amazing run. Atlanta, they've done so well. They've made two tournaments in a row. Um, Gladiators, they've also looked really good. Barely missed out on the tournament, losing to Atlanta. Houston, like, I had them at six, and I was like, wait, I, Houston has beaten them twice. I can't put Houston below Shock. I, I just couldn't. So Shock moved all the way to seven, even though I'm kind of, like, in agreement of where you have them, Joe, I do think Shock could legitimately be number three or number one by the end of the season, right? I'm guessing that's the sort of why you put them that high. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. The particularly the top, yeah, yeah, seven or six of this power is just super hard. Um, yeah, that if we if we pull out uh, the Asia teams, just look at my North America rankings right now. I've got Dallas Fuel. Followed by the Shocking Gladiators, um, and then Atlanta, Houston, Washington, in that order. Um, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, it, um, it, it, we'll talk about this when we talk about Chengdu, too, which we haven't yet. But, um, yeah, I, I think um, 
obviously this well I don't know I don't even know if it's obvious but I'm I'm still of the opinion that this season um, um, is, still very much is um, there for the shock to lose like um, we shouldn't count them out we shouldn't um, you know consider those cards um, stacked too high against them um, because the the potential is there uh, to be a, a very durable team where lots of other teams aren't um, um, as as durable I think as the San Francisco shot can be um, but yeah trying trying to rank them with gladiators trying to rank them with Dallas uh, it is really hard because they didn't absolutely did not have a, you know a good um, last few weeks but um, at the same time you know this is still a team um, that's number two right now in North America uh, if you it goes all the way to map differential but um, regardless they they have they're tied for the most wins um, um, most wins in North America second most wins in the league um, with a, a nine and three record right now I mean with with, with as poorly as this team has performed um, again in the last month in the last six weeks um, I, I don't know uh, it's, it's just not not the time to write them off and again um, you know looking for consistency in the season and um, looking ahead as well um, um, it, it, they definitely have they've got some work to do I think is probably what I've said about the shock last time I talked about the shock but <laughs> um, um, but yeah it didn't uh, not enough to to fall from grace quite that hard um, at this point yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I, there's only one, like, solid team here for me, and that's showing I have one. Even Dallas at two, I was kind of considering for a little bit, but then I was like, eh, they have made it to Hawaii three times. I got to just keep them here at two, uh, despite the fact that I do think they were not the second-best team at that last tournament. They were worse than Chengdu. Um, and I honestly, I think if Dallas ran into some other teams possibly in plans. They could have been out um, and not made it to Hawaii. So it's, I, I really think shock, I agree with you, Joe. I think shock could easily grab, grab that number one NA spot overall, not only number two, number one. I think they could burst past Dallas as well. They still have the talent. They still have the coaching, even though they're in a rough spot right now, like they could easily make up for it easily uh, overcome it. That being said, obviously, lately they haven't showed us that they have been able to this season. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, okay. Joe, you mentioned wanting to talk about Chengdu. Let's talk about Chengdu. I have him <laughs> at three. You have him at five. I mean, you're, both of our, both of these like are insanely high um, bursts for Chengdu for both of us. This is nine better than I had him last time. This is 10 better than you had him 15 joe <laughs> how crazy is that to think about that that we were that low on Chengdu going into the countdown cup and now i have them in my top three um talk about inconsistent all right what do you, what do you think about my three rating here joe i mean this is probably too high they're probably going to immediately <laughs> lose to to like New York or something out of nowhere. And I'm going to be like, well, why'd I do that? <laughs> but but yeah. what do you think about Chengdu going forward? Yeah, probably too high is, is, is fair. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, again, this is also, 
this this was the team in the league. There's 20 teams in the league. This was the team that I had the hardest time ranking um, far and away this time. Um, because in that month, um, uh, in this past month, is super good. In this past week, um, making it all the way to the finals of the Summer Showdown is not nothing. And, and they absolutely you know deserve the recognition for that. Um, like I said, I've got him up at number five. Um, on top of you, yeah, if you again, uh, as I like to do, if you pull apart the divisions a little bit, I've got Shanghai sitting way on top. Um, Chengdu at number two right now in um, in the Asia division, um, but it's just on the top of the the pack, so to speak, with Philly and Seoul, uh, Hangzhou um, uh, further below them still. But um, I, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, we haven't gotten up to the top that Shanghai is is looking like the best team in the league right now. Um, um, but yeah, in, in terms of where to pick Chengdu is so hard because we don't know um, with this team, we don't know how how flashy their flash in the pan is going to be, um, and how long it's going to last, and how um, you, you know how, how consistent it's going to be. I think. Um, um, the, the, these two pools again. Um, this is another team that um, is going to live and die by whatever comes out of these hero pools, um, and 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 whether they can stay up at the up in the you know tippy top of Asia, um, or or whether it's it's another it's another crash back down in the power rankings. It's, it's hard to say, but uh, but yeah, it, it, you can't really you, you can't ignore. Um, um, you, you know, that's a second place tournament performance, and it's just a matter of trying to figure out where to slot them in. Um, yeah, and yeah, so for me, it was number five. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, I think Chengdu has an extremely good chance here of taking that two spot from Seoul because they got they got Hangzhou, New York, Valiant, Charge literally the four best teams you could be playing, probably. Arguably, maybe Philly instead of New York. I don't know where that's at right now. But those are the best four teams you could be playing. Meanwhile, Seoul has to face Shanghai, and they have to face Philly. I think Chengdu could easily take over that number two spot and avoid playing plans if they play as well as they played here in the Countdown Cup. Or not in the Countdown Cup, in the Summer Showdown. Um, so, yeah, it's Chengdu... I hope they're good the rest of the season. This is exactly what I said in June Joust. I remember. Or after May Melee. I remember, Joe. I remember after that May Melee podcast being like, I hope Chengdu stays this good. Uh, they they let us down last time. Uh, this time they really just cannot let us down. Um, it's coming down to this. Um, but based off Hero Pools, I mean, technically Chengdu could easily just keep running what they just ran. Uh, none of the heroes are banned that they were really playing. So, should be interesting to see. Um, okay. Anything else of interest in here in this top seven for you, Joe, you want to talk about? Um, I guess some people would be surprised to see Dallas, um, still as high as they are, but I mean, not really even. Um, yeah, they just deserve it for yeah. their season accolades at this point. I, yeah. Like I do it based off of, obviously most recently, I don't necessarily think they're two, but overall this season they have been two. 
Yeah, and it, that was another another team that was um, that, that like I was concerned about uh, as I was ranking them because I don't know, like gun to my head, if if somebody had or like if I had to tell you the best team in North America, I don't know after this month that I would immediately say Dallas Fuel. But at the same time, I don't know what other team I would say. I know it's <laughs> tough. was 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 kind of my my logic for that. Yeah, it's really um, tough because I, like I while um, recently I even picked Atlanta to beat Dallas, they still couldn't do it. They still didn't beat Dallas. So, and now these hero pools, I don't think favor Atlanta that well. So I'm just I I also don't know who I would pick. Houston has been unbelievably unclutch against Dallas, like. Some of these teams, like I think, overall have been looked better than Dallas at points, but they just haven't been able to beat them. So that's what's happening. <laughs> uh, and I know, I guess. Besides that, I mean, yeah. Maybe having Gladiators this high is still surprising based off the fact they haven't made a tournament yet. But uh, honestly, the past two, I feel like they've gotten pretty unlucky in, with their opponents. I think they have shown up for both the Summer Showdown and June Joust and looked very good. But unfortunately, we're just like, just barely inches away from making Hawaii and didn't do it. So I still think they deserve top five, which Joe agrees with there. But yeah, it's it's tough. It's I'm I'm very excited to see how the season plays out. As we've mentioned throughout the whole year, this is like, the most competition level of comp- highest level of competition we've had league wide. So it feels like anything could happen. Like it feels like Justice, who we didn't even talk about, could just like go on a miracle run with Decay. It feels like anything could happen at this point. These teams down low, Paris, Boston, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Even Seoul, playoff profit. It happened last year. Could happen again. Yeah, interesting. Those are our power rankings though. Um if you want to check them out on our Twitter. Uh, but before we sign off, we got to pick games as well because we won't be here next week to talk about them. Yeah, it's always a big episode right after these tournaments. Yeah, geez. Um, if you didn't know, they banned Heroes earlier today by playing Marbles uh, on Plat Chat, which is hilarious. Uh, but the, the Heroes that ended up getting banned are Sigma, Lucio, Ash, Echo... Um, which they were talking about on Platchat while it was happening is very interesting because it like blocks out like Sigma blocks out double shield Lucio blocks out rush and then it's just like kind of it's just kind of such a weird thing where a lot of different compositions are just being blocked because the, like Lucio basically just also bans Reaper and May because Reaper and May really need Lucio to be good uh, so it's just these bans are pretty nuts I'm very interested to see what happens um but let's pick first. And I have to pick first, Joe, because I'm in first. I passed you. Yeah, I had a terrible uh, <laughs> uh, summer showdown bracket. It was not good. Yeah. Um, and mine was, I, I think I got like half the games right. It wasn't like amazing, but it was still good. I picked Shanghai to win. And that got me in the lead. I'm only winning by two, but I'm still here. Um so first, first up is Houston versus Washington. This one's very interesting because last we saw these teams, they were complete opposite stories. Washington was looking really good, just barely missed out on Hawaii, losing to Dallas uh, overall. 
looked pretty good there at the end of the summer showdown looked good overall in the summer showdown meanwhile last time we saw houston they were getting stomped by dallas getting stomped by the boston uprising and now they've got their precious sigma banned uh which (laughs) they don't like i would imagine um this is a very interesting first first match here now especially after we got the bands in uh, but I think Houston bounced back here. I'm going to pick Houston to win. I think they had a rough last week of the summer showdown, obviously. We're here in the Countdown Cup now, and I still think Houston's a better team than Washington overall. They should be able to bounce back. They have better coaching and should be able to figure out the meta before Washington does. I remember last time hero pools were a thing, Joe. Washington looked awful, and I think it's because of their coaching. They could not figure out what the meta was for their lives. And I don't think they will be able to this time either, as well as Houston, at least. Who you got in this one? Yeah, that's an interesting take. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought about it that way. <laughs> um, and the um, the pickums on the Overwatch League website are not open yet, so I haven't actually made mine yet. Um, uh, at least now here on this show, though, uh, whether whether or not I change my mind later, uh, I think I'm going with Washington for this um, nice. uh, for this series because yeah, I think. Um, it, it is going to be an issue with the hero pools for for Houston. I don't think um, uh, this is the kind of thing they want to see. Um, and um, it, it, yes, so it really will be a question of you know are they able to bounce back um, and and come up with something? You know, is the is the flexibility of the Houston Outlaws going to be their benefit, or is the um, the 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 you know this the strength of Washington Justice um we're gonna win that out um and there and I think yeah in this case I'm leaning towards Washington nice I do think this will be a close game I'm I'm interested to see who wins it this is a, a great great game um which is the second game overall Dallas Paris which should be an interesting one as well leads it off um next Philadelphia Shanghai which very interesting as well Shanghai on top of the world right now Philly not really on top of the, pretty much the opposite um if philly could get this win this would be a huge bounce back but i'll pick first i'm picking shanghai i am not crazy um i i, I think shanghai yeah no one was really i mean it's hard to get like banned get your team banned out from hero pools when you play like 10 different comps or whatever so um shanghai's fine uh especially when their ball didn't get um, banned, their fair didn't get banned, they got Sombra, they got Tracer. Shanghai is going to be good this in the Countdown Cup as well, and I think better than Philly. Even if Philly's back to their normal, I think they're going to have trouble beating Shanghai. So I'll go Shanghai. How about you, Joe? Yeah, this one was um, probably the, the gimmiest one of the three. Uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, uh, like you said, I would love to see the Fusion pull out a win. Um but I'm not sure that's gonna that's gonna be the case. I think um, um, Shanghai um, is is gonna be able to to coast to the the end of this tournament cycle, and hopefully not coast too much. You know, we talked about that. <laughs> but um, the the win I think is is theirs um, in this series. Nice. Um, next, we're picking Atlanta Gladiators. Atlanta's got a tough schedule here to end the season. They got Gladiators, Houston, Fuel. Uh, and then Florida, which also could end up being tough. Who knows how Florida's going to look. Um, but they got to face Gladiators first, which is actually the last game the Gladiators had. They lost to Atlanta 3-2. So 
So I bet they're looking for some revenge. This is going to be an interesting match. I think Gladiators win it this time around, and I think it's because of um, the hero pools. I'll, I'll make a bet based off hero pools here. Um, Atlanta was pretty... I mean, they, they were able to run some rush-type comps, but they were one of those teams that was um, pretty much all in on Sigma. Sigma was a big part of their style. So, um, and... Echo being gone as well is rough for Pelican, who was the best Echo, uh, basically, when Echo was meta. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'll go with LA Gladiators. Um, even if there weren't hero pools, I might still pick the LA Gladiators. I mean, I think this match could go either way every time they play, to be honest. And it, I think that was proven in that game to go to Hawaii. Who you got in this one, Joe? Uh, yeah, before, uh, before the... Um... Uh, hero pools picks came out uh, this week. Which have we explicitly actually said what the hero pool picks yeah. were? Yeah, yeah. Right, right before this, I said. And we and we did a, a marble run and everything. Yep, if you yep. go look on the plat chat, uh, okay. <laughs> it was quite a quite an experience. They had Bryn just like laughing in the corner the whole time. <laughs> anyway, uh, that all being said, before that. Uh, particular broadcast happened. Uh, I had gone through to make these picks um, and had picked the Atlanta Rain. I thought. Um, the, the, yeah, they're um, obviously looking really good and better probably than they started this the season. I think is fair to say. Um, um, but yeah, after a, after these picks have come through, um, yeah, I'm not sure it's going to be uh, super favorable to them. And I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, the LA Gladiators have played a lot of Echo in their day. Um, um, yeah. uh, you, you know, uh, lots lots of stuff from Kevster. Um, that kind of stuff, but also they've got one of the best. Um, 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 am I going to say that? Yeah, I think I am going to say. Uh, they've got uh, like one of the best brick brick players probably uh, in the league. Um, in uh, skewed, I believe it's the yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, I'm second guessing myself all over the place. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know they can play lots of brick. They can they can do lots of things that um, are are definitely still going to be in vogue. Um, they, yeah, I think uh, particularly because of these hero pools uh, definitely leaning into uh, the gladiators here as well oh yeah um, and this is by the way like we're just basing it off of what we just saw but like anything could be meta right like obviously gladiators were more focused on dive while Atlanta was more focused on double shield all of a sudden double shield's gone and you're like oh well like, gladiators can just play dive dive might just not work against something else in the meta that we have no clue what's happening yet so yeah, while while we're trying to pick these games here, we gotta realize okay, any literally anything could happen. Like, LA Gladiators could be coming off on some, coming out on some weird comp we don't know what it is at all. So, and who knows? Maybe everyone tries to copy APAC and goes Farah. I don't know what's gonna happen, and we don't know who's. I I don't know if Gladiators are better than Atlanta at Farah. So, yeah, um, we'll see what happens. But based off of our knowledge that these are picks. And then, um, but our final game is a really, uh, really cool game as well. Dallas Fuel, San Francisco Shock. Man, this is going to be Dallas' the second game of the weekend, but this is Shock's return. Uh, we're not, we, we haven't, last time we saw them, they looked bad, obviously, and they got, ended up getting knocked out. Uh, they looked beatable. But now this is, this is a very interesting match. We haven't seen Shock in a while. The bands, 
I don't particularly... I mean, Shock's such a flexible team, or they play so many different styles that you're, you're, you're not looking at the bands and you're like, ooh, this is not Shock's meta, even though this isn't FD God's meta, that's for sure, because Lucio's banned. Um, meanwhile, for Dallas, I don't know if the bands affect them that much either. Uh, yeah, this is tough. I'll pick Shock. I'll, I'll pick Shock. I, I think Shock make a statement they they've had a long time to think about the fact that they looked pretty bad last time out i think they want to make a statement beating dallas would be that statement i'll go shock who you got joe yeah um they and you know i i mentioned i uh they had gone through and made these in advance and yeah i you know i also had picked the shock actually um and I think I will again. And, and you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll change my mind on the when it's time to actually do the pickums. But at least for now on the show, um, I'm gonna call this one for the shock. Yeah, um, um, yeah, Dallas, um, definitely looking more, and it's all relative, of course, but more mortal than usual, maybe, <laughs> um, in in this past uh, tournament. And um, uh, yeah, San Francisco Shock, uh, they know this is the time you gotta step it up. Um, um, I think that's gonna that's gonna work in their favor. Yeah, I, I think these are some great matches we got here. I'm excited. Um, of course, those aren't for a while, so just to sit and uh, enjoy the break for a little bit longer. This was a long one, of course, Joe. Anything else to say before we sign off here? Um, yeah, I don't think so. We got um, still several days to earn your. Um, summer games skins in the game um, but other than that uh, we're off next week but we'll see you in August yeah we'll see you then um, thank you all for listening follow our twitters at jwgeorgeiv at kirkpatrick underscore inc inc uh, and uh, at on the flank show for our shows twitter you're listening to this in one way if you want to listen to it in a different way go to uh, apple Podcasts, itunes spotify or google play thanks for listening Um, Enjoy the break and then enjoy the first weekend of the Countdown Cup.